0: Hey mates, welcome into the Little Dum Dum Club, thanks for listening once again. My name is Carl Chandler, I'm the host of the show, and sitting sitting opposite me in a continent, just across from me a little bit, is my guest for this week, Tommy Dasselow.
1: Hello, Governor.
0: <laughs> now, you sound a little bit different uh, uh, this week, Tommy, what, what's going on there? You're, uh, is there something wrong with your mic, or what's going on? I've...
1: I've had surgery to my voice box, and it went horribly awry. Have you got and... one
0: of those things that Sher had in that in that music <coughs> video? You, in the Believe uh, song? I don't know what that is. But you <laughs> <know>. <laughs> Gen Y doesn't know about Sher. What a disgrace! Uh, now, you are on, on the phone. You do this, this is finally making us sound like a proper like, radio show or something. You know, when you talk to someone in another, you talk to John Michael House and in LA and you go, What's going on? What's uh, happening in Tinseltown, John?
1: I was going to say, Do proper shows normally have one of the hosts sounding like shit? Is that, <laughs> is that the
0: thing? Yeah. Well, so what the circumstances are, we're recording this. What is convenient for me in Australia and not so convenient for you in England? Is that, that would be correct?
1: Yeah, so let's let's say this. You know, doing a podcast is very much a labour of love. You know, you, we don't we don't really you know we don't get paid to do this. We we often have to sacrifice our own time to do it. But this is a real test of that for me because <laughs> not only is it three a.m. but I'm also spending my own money on the international phone call to phone into my own show to record <laughs> it. So. This is a real test of how much we'll, I care about doing this.
0: We'll just dip into the dum-dum coffers. Um, <laughs> just into that uh, all the T-shirts we've sold in the last two months. Uh, yeah. Hang on about that. Finances department's just rung in.
1: Uh, <laughs> is that, oh, that's, that's a different light on the phone yeah. than the one for the edit suite. That's, that's, more, a, that's, a,
0: that's a much redder light.
1: <laughs> so basically, uh, I got over here and thought I was going to be back in time do the next episode, and then that changed as soon as I got
0: here. Now, what, what's um, happening is we haven't really talked about this enough. I don't think what's happening is um, you are you are working. You're doing an ad. You did an ad for the for the Commonwealth Bank. We can say that, I think, because uh, mm-hmm. I think you know a lot of people have seen it, and it's a fact. Um, so a lot of our listeners, a lot of people on Facebook and Twitter have noticed you, and in particular have um, heard you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've heard a lot of reports coming in going. Yeah, I was just watch. Wasn't watching the TV. I just heard, and I could hear this. I thought K.D. Lang was doing a concert, and I turned around. It's Tommy Daslow on TV on the Commonwealth Bank ad.
1: There I am minding my own business, doing a dump. When what did I hear?
0: <laughs> I turn around and there's an inflatable consonant there talking at me.
1: Uh, <laughs> now, mate, it's not inflatable, and you know that. I will not have my art mocked in this way. <laughs> how would I
0: know? How would I know it's not inflatable? I've never, I've never actually been in the in the presence of the of the C.
1: Mm, no, you've you've tried to remedy that several times.
0: <laughs> I have asked you, to, I have asked you several times to dress in the sea on the show. Oh, I like, my alarm going
1: off I don't <laughs> sleep
0: in and miss doing this. <laughs> Hang on, are you in the sea at the moment? <laughs> Do you sleep in it? Are you totally in character the whole time you're in London? Are you like am, Daniel Day Lewising it? I am.
1: Con- Actually, obliged to be in it at all times.
0: You, do you even know you're Tommy Daslow anymore? you that wrapped up in the role of being the sea that that's all you're thinking of at the moment?
1: <laughs> These questions don't even really need answers. <laughs> Wait,
0: I can hang up on you now. I'll just keep going.
1: <laughs> we have enough. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: this, this
1: feels... Because uh, I just realized that you're just sitting in a radio station by yourself, yep. like... How much you must just feel like an insane kind of talk back host. And at the same time me, I'm I'm sitting on a couch in my underpants in a darkened apartment in the middle of the night calling in.
0: Oh look, not not only that, I'm sitting by myself in a studio, right? Not only that, but I'm facing a clock. Like there's a <coughs> clock in the studio, right? The clock is on hyperextended fast forward. It's like, you know when you see in movies where you see, you know, time passing and it goes, like, really yeah. fast? There's a clock on steroids at the moment that is going through an hour every eight seconds. So That's
1: me. I got, I got someone to do that for me just what? so this could be over with and I could go back to sleep. <laughs> well, I'm
0: facing the clock, and so far it feels like we've been talking for 14 hours. It's going absolutely ballistic. I don't know what it means, but it is freaking me out.
1: It can just sense when there's someone from a different time zone on the line, <laughs> and it freaks out and like tries to split the
0: difference between time zones. Yeah, yeah. It's like, well, him being on the phone to Daslo makes no sense. Why should time make any sense at the moment?
1: <laughs> it's like that thing where if you when you for anyone who has ever flown long distance, where they kind of average out the difference between the time zones, so you end up having breakfast at like. 3.30 a.m. Yeah. You know what I mean? They try and work out this medium time. Yeah, 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 In between yeah. where you've been and where you're going and just feed you then.
2: Yeah.
0: So
1: you just your body, it roots you even more because you just have no idea. Like, you're having breakfast about an hour and a half after dinner.
0: Yeah. Well, I've, been ke- um, I've been keeping track of this clock and I can't believe that I'm still in here recording on Christmas Day. This is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> I'm spending... I should be at home with loved ones. God. Um, now... I'll I'll explain at this point that we've decided not to have a guest today because we mm-hmm. you know I think Tommy Daslow, star of the Commonwealth Bank Olympic ads, is enough of is enough of an ad. It's enough of a hook. I think you know I think unlike Luke McGregor, I think I can convince you to retweet this one. <laughs> but um, it is uh, how is it how is it going over there in London? You've been have you been to London before?
1: I have yeah. I came in two thousand and seven and uh. Before that I'd come
0: what what bank came. were you working for then <laughs> two thousand and seven was that was that the uh, manchester uh, Commonwealth games or the, this pa- is the so... or the pan I mean, packs
2: <laughs>
1: I'm just picturing you with just a clipboard with a stack like the more preparation than you've ever done for an episode of this before <laughs> there
0: is a, there is a little bit of truth to that. <laughs> I've got it, um, I've got. I've got Word open at the moment, and it's stuff. It's just called "shit to hang on Tommy dot doc." So I'm just <laughs> slowly getting through that.
1: Well, um, hey, I'm sharing the apartment with someone, and they're trying to sleep at the moment. So if we could both keep it down, that would be. <laughs> fantastic. Um. Yes, yeah, so I'm here, and uh, I've I've been uh, filming these the stuff that was on the ads that we filmed uh, ages ago. Have been on a lot. During the Olympics in Australia, I hear.
0: Yes, yes. I've even, like, I, because that was the thing early on, you, you know, you told me all about it, and I still hadn't seen any, but boy, have I seen them now.
1: Mm, and it's kind of been, it's kind of been the perfect time to not be in the country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yep. um, a friend of mine said he was in a food court in the shopping centre he works in, and my head's just coming up on one of those little video billboard things. Yeah. Like every six seconds. So I kind of thought when I did it that it would be good because no one would be able to recognize me or notice me. But I feel like it's been on so much that that's not the case at all.
0: Yeah. It, like what I it, feel like you should be probably paranoid at the moment because there's a whole continent talking behind your back about you at the moment. Like you're on that <laughs> much.
1: <laughs> no, not always behind my back. <laughs> 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 um, can I just say there has been a lot of great Twitter work from... Uh, from some friends of the show, yeah. having seen the ads, and because yep. of the time difference, I wake up and it's just oh, the inbox is pretty full this morning.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, there was there's been some excellent work on uh, on Facebook. I think last night I, I put a uh, an update out. Chandler here. I'm interviewing Tommy Daslow from the Commonwealth Bank. Ads yeah. tomorrow for my podcast. What should I ask him? And some I did uh, see that. some excellent I did see that. some excellent work. Uh, uh, Nicole Villanueva says, "What did he have for lunch?" Which is a very good question. Uh, <laughs> what else? I, I did I quite like a quite uh, a few of these. Adam Kochi. Adam Kochi. What? What did he change his surname to next? <laughs> Paul Coffey. Which celebrity interview best demonstrated Tommy's ability to think of different questions? Weird Al Yankovic or Andrew Denton?
1: I did see this yesterday. I was in Brighton. Uh, the sun was out, and I had an ice cream cone, and I saw that whole thread. And out loud, I went, oh fuck." <laughs> um yeah and i've got it here there are some other there were there are a lot of good ones i have to say there was some some very great work yeah now nick mason with india made me laugh a lot
0: there's there's um there's one that i've that refers to something i've semi heard about but i'm not sure about the whole thing now erica drew says how does he respond to kirsty marshall's quote obviously unathletic quote accusation on gruel and sweat was that a thing
1: that was the thing, yeah. because the Gruen transfer for anyone who hasn't know is a show about
0: We're friend the of the show, Will Anderson's show, yeah.
1: Yes, and um, they are uh, they they're doing a special on Olympics ads, and they did our ad, and uh, yeah, they referred to us because we have to run in the ad as looking obviously unathletic, <laughs> which uh, scoop. That's the name of the next festival show. For sure.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, what if you? Yeah, why don't you do that and have your poster and have Kirsty Marshall's quote at the top of it?
1: <laughs> um, better than that, I went on the Commonwealth Facebook page and there was someone going How come the C A and N look like normal people and then they've gone out of their way to make the tea look fat and unattractive? What is with that? And yeah, I just enjoy that a lot because <laughs> I know the T and I quite like
0: him, <laughs> and that's uh, you know, very funny. Uh, um, some more questions. Who's the From Daniel Hedger, who's the chick who does his voice in the ad? <laughs> Can you get me her phone number?
1: <laughs> I like the person who just went, I come from a land down under. Yeah. <laughs> that's not
0: anything. No, no. that's a, I think that was meant for the Men at Work podcast. I'm not yeah. sure about that.
1: <laughs> Where's the best place to get a palmer? Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: now, now, look. Let's address the uh, the Olympic elephant in the room. Now, okay, look. The... Let me
1: let me just say this very quickly. So, yep. we've, we've done the TV ads. They've been on. What the reason that we're here is because we're doing some extra stuff for the internet. Now, I should point out at this juncture that I am contractually uh, forbidden from really sharing too many of the details about yep. what
0: we've been doing. Here. That that's completely fine. However. I do not have a contract with the Commonwealth Bank, so I feel I can say whatever I want, and you can blink once for yes and twice for no.
1: Hey, what about this? Does this work?
0: <laughs> Was that anything? That yeah, yeah, that worked. That's one. So Is that, is, is that <laughs> yes? One beep for yes and two beeps for no?
1: I don't know if I can do two. I think it might accidentally hang up on you. Wow, win-win.
0: Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Don't be like that. What do you like that for? Oh,
1: you get to go back to bed. Oh, hang on. <laughs>
0: um, now, I, look, I'll do the talking. I'll do the work here. Um, now, the first ad that was out, the first Commonwealth Bank ad, it is uh, – look, there are four people dressed as inflatable letters. Sorry, not inflatable. Um, <laughs> C-A-N-T, for the, uh, international listeners that may not have seen the ad, uh, it's all about the word can't and getting rid of the T, the so it turns it into can. It's a very positive ad. Uh, now, the first ad that was put on Australian TV is you're all chasing uh, Olympic hero, uh, our our great hope for this Olympics, James Magnuson, red hot, mm-hmm. some say unbeatable favourite um, for the 100 metres uh, freestyle swimming, you know, locked in. I think, the, I think the bookmakers were actually paying out on him already winning. So it was sort of like markdown, number one, first gold medal for Australia, that's it. Now, in the ad, what what what's actually happening in in the end is James Magnuson has not won, has has failed in one of his uh, red hot favourite events. Um, he was very, you know, he was unbackable favourite, like I said. Now, what people said was they put it down to maybe overconfidence. Now, I don't want to a hundred percent blame you, Tommy Daslow, for his for his failure, but in the ad, you were you know you were remarking about his uh, his calves and really sort of pumping him up and. Uh, I would have thought that you were at least some to blame for his overconfidence um, and you have cost us maybe not one gold medal but maybe several because he was sort of a figurehead for the Australian campaign and a lot of people lost confidence after he he, uh, he lost that race.
1: First thing I will say is that I'm pretty sure that line from the finance department has lit up again
0: and <laughs> it's the Commonwealth Bank on the phone. I'm hearing a lot of talking and I'm not hearing any beeping. <laughs>
1: Probably, if we're going to have some kind of secret code, probably not good to tell people listening what the secret code is. There's no way of covering our tracks. Um, I, I, I do not know how to respond to that. Uh, Guilty? Guilty, Stan I think, so. Sam was right. You really don't ask any questions. You've just given me a statement to respond to. Um, yeah, look, that's, that's, that's pretty much what happened, and that, that was... That was always a risk,
0: oh. and
1: it didn't. It didn't.
0: Yeah, it didn't. you. You were going to go down as a great Olympic villain. It's like it's like Jesse Owens, you know, giving the the salute to Hitler in the stands of the, uh, of the, uh, the 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 Munich Olympics. It's sort of you're the Hitler in this Olympics. Is that that oh, be fair? Oh my god!
1: Speaking of which, did you watch the opening ceremony?
0: Uh, I did. I did watch most of it.
1: I I watched it live, which was awesome. And I was actually I got... looking
0: out for you in the Mary Poppins bit. I thought you were going to pop up as a chimney sweep.
1: I I am sorry that it is disappointing that Danny Boyle cut the dum-dum tribute that was going to happen about three-quarters of the way
0: in. That would have probably been about as appropriate as the bits where they flashed up the Cosby show on the side of the house or whatever happened. (laughs) I don't know what was going on. They started playing Airwolf and, I don't know, Hardcastle and McCormack and the Dukes of Hazard. I don't know what was going on there for a minute.
1: (laughs) It was a tribute to... Carl Chandler's viewing habits on yeah, Seven
0: Mate. Yeah, exactly. A tribute to Seven Mate there for a while. Like, <laughs> I just need to get VIP up there and cheers and uh, the love boat. Are you it sure been... you
1: were actually watching the opening ceremony? <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't just a problem with your antenna for that
0: bit of the show. Maybe I was seeing what I wanted to see. Maybe that was it.
1: <laughs> you become so conditioned that yeah. you just can't, wherever you are, like... Yeah you're at the screen at the self-serve checkout at Coles and yeah. it just starts playing the love boat.
0: Even now, am, I, am is this Captain Steubing? Am I talking to the right person now? <laughs> is this gopher?
1: <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know if you saw this. There was this amazing bit where, um, when all the athletes are coming out, there's the bit where Germany came out and they cut to this old bloke in the stands just giving it the Heil Hitler oh. and then very quickly cut away from him. It was, <laughs> it was incredible. It was like... Let's go see what's happening in the stands. Oh God. <laughs> it was it was really, it was so good. And
0: that was that was the crescendo, that was Paul McCartney playing Hey Jude <laughs> in a bit of Hail Hitler.
1: Well we so we were all there watching it and um you know, pretty much every pub in the street had a sign out the front saying, Come in and watch the opening ceremony here. So we found this place that was like, you know, a good mix of, you know, enough people around that to, to for there to be a vibe, but we could also get a seat. So we're, we're sitting at this table, and then as they're getting up to the torch being lit, the old mate behind the bar just reaches over and flicks the TV off. Oh. We're like, the Christ are you doing? And he goes, oh, mate, it's closing time. We're like, "So it's, the, it's about the torch that's about to be lit. What are you doing? So finally we scream, and he goes, oh, for 10 more minutes then. So he puts it back on, and then there's like all the speeches and stuff, and then it's you can see someone entering with the torch, and he flicks it off again. And I've never seen I've never seen I've never felt like I was that close to being part of a barroom riot. It was like insane, just everyone screaming at this guy, and then he goes, No, I want to get out of here so I can have my knockoff drink. Yeah, to be
0: To, to be fair, it's gonna be on again in another four years, so what's the problem?
1: <laughs> the Olympics brackets are
0: oh, um yeah. So, have you have you gotten to see any any actual events or anything like that?
1: I went to the volleyball the other night. Yeah. Um, saw Australia beat Great Britain, which was pretty cool. Yeah. And then after that, it was uh, Brazil v Great. Um, sorry, Brazil v Russia, which was awesome because we Brazilians fucking get into it. They love it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It made me kind of want to move to Rio. <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. Um, And we sort of ended up kind of in, like, the Brazilian cheers quote, like, all these people who were just going crazy. Because the difference was, you know, Australia, Great Britain was people wanting Australia to win or wanting their country to win who didn't necessarily know anything about the sport. But then Brazil-Russia was, like, you know, both people who, like, the sport is actually big in their countries. Yeah. But like actually into the sport and how it works as well, so yeah, that was that was good. Not necessarily funny, but a yeah. good
2: night
0: out. Yeah. Are they are Brazil the uh, are, they, are they as good at volleyball as they are at soccer? Are they the, the do they have the the Pelé of volleyball in there as well?
1: <laughs> Man, they're pretty great. Some of those dudes get some sick air. It was it was it was cool to watch. Yeah, it was right. really. It was really exciting.
0: So what what else can you talk about about your time in uh, in London? Have you uh, been spotted on the street by any? Uh, any Cockney friends of the show?
1: No, oh, I was going to do. I was going to do some gigs here, and um, I had friend of the show Celia Picola hook me up with a couple, and then I kept having the the ad agency kept calling meetings at the last minute, so I had to cancel all of them. Um, so Celia's probably never coming on the show again. <laughs> um, and there's one guy who is a long time listener of the show who was going to come to one who was very unhappy because he'd made a sign. He'd made a team all-flop sign oh. for one of the gigs. And he, uh, yeah, he, he ended up not being able to... Uh, his time ended up being in vain. Sean Orton. I owe him an apology. Oh.
0: Sorry, yeah. Sean.
1: Seany. Um, uh, but what can I talk about? What can I talk about? No, it's... it's. Yeah, I mean, there have been uh, there have been a few things written about this... Uh, Campaign back home, Um, and yeah, it's frustrating because it's really. I think it's very interesting, but uh, yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to piss
0: anyone off. What you're saying is you are not going to comment on this until the check clears, and then absolutely go for it. Is that what's going on?
1: No, I'm a. I'm a good
0: boy. I'm not going to do that. Oh, Um, what?
1: Hey, do we want to plug the live show? We do top of the show, like we said we were going to. We
0: we let's plug it right now. Okay. So uh, our live show, everyone, I don't think we've plugged it enough, but ticket sales are going really well. It's happening on Tuesday night, uh, August 14 at SoftBelly Bar, 367 Little Bourke Street, Melbourne. Uh, we're going to kick off at 8 o'clock. It's only 10 bucks, And if you want to go to our Twitter feed or our Facebook page, uh, there are links to the tickets. Uh, we're actually selling them on online. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, we've only got a capacity of about 80. So I think by the look of it, we, I think we're going to have a pretty – you know, maybe a sold out night. I think hopefully, right? So, um, and we've got special guests. We've got shaker fries. It's going to be quite the night. So,
1: yeah, it's less than a week. Less than a week after this goes up.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's so it. You want
1: to be getting on it.
0: This is it your is your last chance. This is your last shout out for uh, the live show. The next episode after this will be the live one. So, uh, you know, and they're always fun. It's not like you come in here and uh, you, you know. I, I know you get to hear it the next week anyway, but. Um, we're going to make it worth your while to come in and uh, and watch it all happen live. It's always a lot of fun. And, you know, yeah. you can't eat sh- free shaker fries at home on iTunes, that's for sure.
1: <laughs> I'll be phoning in live from Ecuador because I'm pretty sure I'm not allowed back in the country.
0: <laughs> this is what I did. You, now, you have Twitter in England, right? Um, I think so, yeah. Yeah, right. Um I did a thing the other day where, you know, I've got work to do during the day, but this one day I thought, you know what, I'm going to use my day just to write jokes and to to sort of encourage myself, <laughs> just to encourage myself. I put on Twitter, I said, right, tomorrow I'm going to just write a hundred jokes and put it on Twitter. And then the next day I was like, right, get ready, everyone. If you want to clear me out of your feet or whatever, I'm going to write a hundred jokes today and it's going to be live. I'm going to think of them all in one day. And uh, so I gave myself nine hours to think of a hundred new jokes. Just as a writing. Can I
1: just say this quickly. I, I enjoyed then how you went. I worked during the day, but the other day I thought I'd spend my day writing jokes. Yeah. <laughs> which I would have thought technically that is your job. that yeah, is Your
0: work. That's fair. Well, what I mean is just a hundred percent my own Could jokes. My own yeah. jokes. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, I did that, and I thought, you know, this will be fun, and, you know, you'll get a bit of encouragement along the way. You get a bit of, uh, you know, people um, saying this or that. Um, boy, there was uh, there was some nice people on there that would uh, yeah. say, hey, check this guy out. He's doing this today. Oh, keep going, whatever. Then there was just that side of the public that you just go, what is wrong with you assholes? Like, just <laughs> people putting in not funny, not funny, none of these are funny. It's like, just you know what tells me that? Just unfollow. Just don't look at it. And why are you following mm. me in the first place, you idiot? So mm-hmm. that was like sort of semi-depressing, but, uh... You it,
1: did do what i noticed at the end, because it was all... Most of the bulk of it happened while I was asleep. Um, but when I got up, I did notice you did your favourite trick of... I was, doing,
0: No, doing no. To, yeah, 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 no. I was going to say that. I was going to say. No, what happened was... So I got a lot of, you know, a bunch of encouragement. I got a bunch of people going, not funny, not funny, oh, uh, whatever. Um then at the end, at the end of it all, I, I, I fell short. It was, it was a lot harder than I thought. And to be honest, you know what, like getting that negativity and you know, people can do what they want. That's fair enough. But geez, it bogs you down a little bit. Like I'm in the middle of the day getting a bit stuck and I'm just being bombarded with not funny. Oh, you're shit. And I go, Oh, why am I doing this? So I ended up uh, running a bit short. I did 88 instead of 100. So, um, there was uh, – right at the end, I put out a tweet that said something like, hey, thanks, everyone, for the encouragement, the nice people that said nice stuff. You know, good on you. You know, I, I tried my best. Oh, well, sorry if some of them were a bit average, whatever. I, I, you know, they're all new in one day. Um, and to everyone that said not funny, um, refunds available at www.twitter.com. Hashtag go neck yourself. Now, <laughs> now, someone that had been commenting on jokes all day then uh, tweeted me, then tweeted like about four times – at me and just to other people saying, at Carl Chandler is an arsehole. Unfollow him, everyone. He's the worst person. He uh, is encouraging people to neck themselves. He's put hashtag, go neck yourself. Get rid of him. He's the worst bloke ever. Um, I'm very offended. My boyfriend hung himself. Oh. And I, and she carried on, carried on, and I sort of went, well, I'm starting to see why he, uh, he might have... Oh. Uh, God. And I don't think it was down to me. I don't think I don't think my well put it this way, my hashtag go neck yourself didn't start the trend. Um so I don't think anyone was really taking advice from it. <laughs> Imagine that if I
1: just hung up on you in the middle of that story. <laughs> you <hadn't
0: noticed. laughs> oh, you'd taken too much notice of that hashtag. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that was good. That, that that person isn't following me anymore. And so. the insane Chandler posse.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that is that is that weird thing where you do something that you think is so obviously ridiculous because that we we joke about that a lot. That is one of my favourite things is people people being really flippant about committing suicide. Like yeah. that's I I do that.
0: Now, when you say man. that out loud, that does sound bad. But in, in at least in a way. <laughs> no, but
1: I like the idea of someone who just like. The smallest thing shits them, and they just go. Well, that's it. I'm off to the Westgate.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like
1: I do, like I do think that's so. But then, yeah, I've I've done that around people, and they've walked off. And someone goes, "Her dad killed himself last year." Like,
0: oh boy. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what we've learned here. Something mm-hmm. maybe? Have we learned something? I don't know.
1: We're both we're both awful people. I yeah, yeah.
0: That. <laughs> well, that's not learning anything new. That's just can confirming. I just say.
1: This is how sad I am. So, I'm I'm in an apartment at the moment, yet to make it feel, to kind of trick myself into not being too relaxed and like I'm kind of doing something proper, I'm sitting, I'm actually sitting up at the desk with a pair of headphones around my neck. Oh, really? So like, trick myself into thinking <laughs> that I'm in the studio.
0: Well, at the moment, I'm still watching this clock and I feel like I'm Buck Rogers in the 25th century, so... <laughs> It is time is flying when you're having fun with your little mate in Europe.
1: I'm trying to think what else. I'm trying to think what else. I, I have... I don't... I, I've heard a bit about how the coverage... Um, back, like, Channel Line's coverage has not been too great. Like, they've just been showing the one thing and they've got two channels and they're, they're sort of showing the same thing on both. Is that fair?
0: I don't know. I just sort of watch... I just have it on in the background. I'm not really going crazy. And, like, you know... Anything that's any good gets played 50 times, you know? Mm. So I'm not going to miss out on anything. Um, Well, that's been the
1: cool thing about being here because, you know, back home, you get so used to, if you want to watch anything, like the great events, you've got to, you know, be up at like 5 a.m. Whereas it's been cool coming home from working and just going, oh, yeah, let's just chuck on the Olympics. Yeah. Like, we went and watched, um, just last night, we went and watched uh, Usain Bolt's had a meter sprint at at a bar, which was amazing, but... The thing I love about the coverage, like the coverage is so British, like he won and then as soon as he wins, first thing the commentator says is, that is classic Usain Bolt, <laughs> which I just went, that is tremendous.
0: Um, yeah, it's well, like I said, with the repeated footage, I woke up this morning and went, oh, I missed the 100 metres, oh God, I better see it. And it's like, uh, I'd, by the time I'd actually gotten out of my bed, I'd seen it three times already.
1: Yeah, it's a, and it's a weird event to base your night around because it's, it's over so quickly. Like, I needed to go to the toilet, like, just before it, and I was like, oh, man, imagine this. Imagine if I miss his race. Yeah. Because I'm having a piss. Like, yeah. Like, how shattered you'd be.
0: Yeah. Like, yeah, literally before breakfast, I was sick of that 9.6 seconds. I'd seen it enough already, so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, what about, we'll just slide off uh, the Olympics for a second. I'm just tell you what I've seen. I'll give you a little snapshot of what you've been missing out at home. Um, yes, yes. I walked into the studio today. Um, mm-hmm. I saw some good characters today. It was really good on the street I was walking in on today. Um,
1: I saw... Oh, you've gone, let me tell you what you've missed out on while you've been away. Yeah. And you, you're going to tell me about stuff that's happened in the last half hour.
0: Yeah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is what you would have seen if you had walked into the studio with me today instead of traipsing around Shepherd's Bush or whatever you're bloody doing. <laughs> Um I saw a guy, I saw this fifty year old guy right and he was not a young fifty. He was probably older than fifty. You know when you get those it's not like a George Clooney, he was he's fifty. Brad Pitt's mm-hmm. fifty. Yeah. No, not not those guys. Yeah. Um yeah. he was he was like bald, he was pretty way pretty fairly on his way to being bald, had a big comb over, big bald spot, smoke in one hand, he had this like you know, like like a daggy dad raincoat on, something that your dad would wear and you go, Oh, don't wear that out in public so he had all that going on, and he was standing on a street corner with one foot on a skateboard. <laughs> it looked absolutely ridiculous. It, it he looked like Tony Hawk's dad. Like <laughs> he looked how old? How old is too old to be on a skateboard? Because I'm yeah. whatever he is, that's it. It's, it's got to come down from there.
1: I even find that weird when you know, like dudes in their thirties who skateboard. Yeah. That's weird to me.
0: Yeah, that's weird enough. Like, that's what I mean. Like, is is there a cutoff point? I don't know. Like, even especially with this guy with his comb over, I'm like, I don't know. Skateboard's not the 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 transport for you, dude. Like, you know, not a convertible, not a skateboard. Um, but was he?
1: But was he sort of? Did he? Was he? I mean, you're commenting on it, so maybe not. But was he pulling it off in any way? Like, was he?
0: No. Was
1: it? it was there? A, was there an air of commitment and of, and of confidence? Of not what?
0: A, not at all. That was the bit that struck me. Like, I saw him from a distance, and I went, this this can't be happening, this image looks wrong, I'm going to get closer, and I just got closer and closer and actually stared at him, like, stopped, pretended I was doing something, just to take it all in, just to make sure that this was an actual thing that was happening, it looked so ridiculous.
1: Has there been a character on any of the shows you watch on Seven Mate that's an old man on a skateboard, <laughs> maybe it was your brain seeing what it wants to see again?
0: Maybe it was George Papad, uh, Hannibal on the A-Team, uh, when he dresses up at the start of a episode, to like meet with a new client to make sure they 're not a cop or something, maybe that was it. <laughs> maybe it was like the two pack hologram. it was a Hannibal from the eighteen hologram.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I like the idea that they've rolled out that technology like they've taken it just beyond that one off performance and the first the first beta testing of it happens in South Melbourne in front of Cal. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, he's about the same age as Hannibal. He's got the, he had the cigarette. It wasn't the cigar he was chomping on, but um, mm. still. But then, anyway, so I walked past him, and that flummoxed me a little bit. And then, like literally a hundred meters later, there was like the same age sort of guy walking along with like this big cricket bag. And uh, he stopped right in front of me, and then put his hand in the cricket bag and fished out a two-liter bottle of milk, and then just started sculling it. <laughs> like, oh man. I don't know what things. It, is, it are, is. I don't know what things are like in your part of the world, but that's what's happening here.
1: Well, I will say this. So yesterday, I uh, I mentioned being in Brighton. I, I've had a bit of time off towards the end here, and uh, my my girlfriend's sister and her husband uh, live in Brighton here. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to been in London for a little bit. I'm going to get out. I'm going to go to this. Uh, so it's a little kind of a uh, seaside town, about an hour out of London. And I thought I'm going to go and do that. I'm going to get out. You know, I'm going to sort of see a bit, a bit of the rest of England, you know, like not just London, get a bit of a better idea of, you know, what it's like in other parts over here. So I get on the train, I go out, it's, it's beautiful, it's a really nice little uh, beachside kind of community. I thought, oh, isn't this quaint, isn't this lovely? So I'm walking down from the train station, I walk past a pub, there is this large, leathery old woman standing outside a pub by herself smoking, and as I walked past her, she cut the biggest fart I think I've ever heard in public. And it was because of the streets we were in, it just felt like it echoed for months. It was like the most ridiculous welcome to a city. I was like, is this, do <laughs> so they know that podcasting royalties coming through? And this is like the. Hang,
0: hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. I, st- I stopped listening at the start of the story. You're still describing the opening ceremony, right? <laughs> What country was was, it, was this this is Danny Boyle's uh, uh, <laughs> his tribute to the young ones inside the <laughs> opening ceremony? Is that what's happening?
1: Oh man, you really dragged me out of the hole in that story, <laughs> man. That had <it> just <laughs> that run out of steam.
0: <laughs> it sounds like she'd run out of steam. Yay! Yeah, bro. um. I did. i tell do. Uh, oh man, this is starting to sound like a really angry podcast this week. But uh, uh, just, I'll
1: just say this just quickly on what you brought up. It, it is. It's such a weird street where we record our show, isn't it? There's always something bizarre going on out the front of our studio.
0: Yeah, yeah. It is. A, it is a. It's. There's a few streets like that around. Like I think Fitzroy Street in St Kilda's like that. You've got this weird mix of, of very attractive people and then just mm. like m- almost mutant style. Hobos and junkies,
1: but the strange thing is, it's it's not. It's in an area that's not anything like Fitzroy Street. Fitzroy Street's at least a bit of a hub, and it's known as a place to go. Whereas where we are, not that we want to let the location out, because we'll be bloody mobbed every time we try and go in there. Yeah,
0: down in down in pod, in the suburb Podcast City in Melbourne.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's just this weird little street that's not near anything else. It's just like we saw a woman getting followed by store detectives. Yep. The other day, yeah. Screaming at them and running and yeah, there's all. It, you notice there's a supermarket next to our studio. There's always a dog chained up at the front, barking viciously. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. There's
1: always a dog going, a different dog going ape shit in the street every time we're there. Yeah, it's bizarre. It's like we're, it's like we record in you know in Who Framed Roger Rabbit where Eddie Valiant gets in the cab and actually drives through into Toontown. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like that. It's like that's that's like the street
0: that we're on. I would like to think it's where Podcast City. It's like in LA when they do, where they have Television City. And they have an actual place called Television City where they film stuff. This is Podcast City.
1: <laughs> that would be so good if we, if we perpetuated that that was a thing that we did.
0: Yeah, and it wasn't. It wasn't a dog barking at the front. It was Nick Cody and Bart Freebarn just screaming at the front, recording, <laughs> recording something for the drive home.
1: And we all live there as well. There's like, there's like a high-rise flats and a studio.
0: Yeah, yeah, that'd be awesome. Um, oh well, friends of the show. Speaking of friends of the show, Danny McGinley. I did a gig, uh, uh for him the other night. He was organising a, uh, uh, a fundraiser. It was a fundraiser to raise money for. Uh, well, the cause was, um, um, what, what do you? How do you describe it? People, people smuggling. It was anti people smuggling. Mm-hmm. Uh, a charity stand up gig, and there was a lot of uh, big names and some friends of the show. There was uh, Tom Gleeson. There was. Uh, Lawrence Mooney there's Bob Franklin uh, who hasn't been on the show yet but hopefully soon one day yeah that'd um, be amazing and a lot of people like that uh,
1: Did you go uh, up to McGinley when you got there and go hey, I've got a few friends that want to come for free can I just smuggle a few people <laughs> in on the guest list
0: <laughs> that would have been good but no they didn't haven't. happen um, huh. but uh, yeah so the charity I, I don't know really how that works how do you raise money to not smuggle people I don't really I don't know how do you pay people to not smuggle people? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, how that works. I do I
1: do enjoy that. Anytime there's a charity thing to to raise money to make something not happen. Yeah. Like they're just going like the people in charge of doing it just go, Well, we've started up the Kickstarter, um, as yeah. soon as we get a million we'll just stop
0: doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know whether you you're raising money to pay people not to smuggle people or raising money to to educate people to not get smuggled. I don't know. I don't know how that <laughs> Can you teach someone to not get smuggled?
1: We need to buy everyone in the world an anti-smuggling
0: device yeah. so that just
1: hang around their neck yeah, and then yeah. they're set.
0: Yeah, that's it. Um yep. buying force fields for people so they can't get <laughs> grabbed and smuggled. Um, now... You know, it's a charity gig, so everyone donates their time and whatever. So it was a Saturday night, and, you know, I donated my time and come along and done a gig for, for nothing and whatever. And it was a good gig. It was fun, whatever.
1: You then... just mentioned so many times that you did it for charity. Like, <laughs> I donated my time. I did it for free.
0: Yep. I and wasn't
1: being paid.
0: That is the end of the story. Uh, <laughs> I just wanted to, you know, after all that talk of telling people to neck themselves, I just wanted to sort of balance out. What people think of me. So, anyway, what else is happening? What else is happening in London? Uh, (laughs) No. So, anyway, I've also done nice things for people. (laughs) So, anyway, I was in Melbourne being a great guy, and um, (laughs) we got to the end of the gig, and one of the organisers came up, who I hadn't, you know, I'd said hello to, and that was it. And Mm -hmm. he came up to to me. I think Tom Gleeson and some, I think maybe Justin Hamilton, another friend of the show. And just said to everyone, "Hey guys, great work tonight. You, you all did really well, except Carl Chandler. <laughs>
2: <laughs> What's
0: a lot about?
1: Like, it's not. Hang on, hang on.
0: <laughs> it's not I'm being heckled by Telstra. Um, uh... It's not." Like we were, it's not like it's me and you where we're we're giving shit to each other and it's like ah oh, we're old mates. It's like this guy I don't know I don't know him I don't know him I don't know him at all and he's yes. given and I hadn't had a bad gig at all and uh, it, I just went where's this coming from and so he said that and I just sort of looked at him and everyone else looked at him a bit awkwardly and he sort of laughed and I went look mate. I hope there is like a dozen people getting fucking smuggled right now on your watch. I hope there's like 12 people in a boot somewhere just because you said that.
1: Hashtag go next <laughs> yourself. Hashtag go smuggle yourself.
0: <laughs> so, guys, I'm available for any other charity gigs. Um, if you need something... I will something... do anything more for charity. I will donate
1: my time. I will do gigs for free.
0: Yeah. I will not ask to be paid at the end. I will not be a, a great bloke, though. I can't stress that yeah. enough. Um but I thought that was a fair enough response. I thought that sort of sideswiped me. For, for for someone that I can't stress enough is doing a gig for free and also doing it for charity and at the mm. same time donating my time.
1: <laughs> That's you sure it wasn't like a stitch-up? It wasn't like McGinley had told him to, you know, do that to be funny or whatever?
0: Uh, I wouldn't put it past him, but... Yeah. It seemed like it was just a, a genuine, like, because his sort of reaction afterwards was when he didn't get a laugh or anything, was sort of like, oh, you know, <laughs> you know, like, and I'm like, no, nah, not really. It's
1: convenient that he picked sort of the perfect person to do that to. Yeah. Out of all of those people.
0: Yeah. Well, I was the least famous one, so I suppose he thought I could get because away with maybe it.
1: Maybe that was it. Yeah, I'll pick the one person I haven't heard of and give yeah. it to them.
0: He was sort of, he misunderstood the tall poppy syndrome in Australia and went, the small poppies are due for a bit of a kicking. You know the bloke that I've never heard of? Hey, you're a bit shit. Get it, everyone?
1: <laughs> um, let's see. I've got a couple of things. Something I want to bring up quickly. I've been spending a bit of time with um, cousin of the show, Holly, my cousin. Yep. Who uh, who used to get mentioned a fair bit on the show because I lived with her and uh, now she lives over here.
0: The one that the one that discovered me on a very early episode where I was uh, sleeping on the nude in the nude on your couch at one (laughs) stage. Sleeping on the
1: nude. On the nude.
0: I was I was directly on top of the nude.
1: (laughs) That nude ice sculpture that we had in our house. Yeah. You. I was on your your nude next
0: to it. To be fair, I was on your nude couch. There was no clothes (laughs) on that couch.
1: (laughs) Um, Yeah. So she lives here now, and she mentioned. She's on Twitter, and uh, some people who follow the show have followed her, which is cool. And then she said a few people have who who have, who have who've listened to this show have tried to add her on Facebook. Right now, that's weird.
0: Is it that's weird? weird? Isn't it? Is it weird? Probably. I think it's weird. That's why I don't mention my girlfriend's name because I don't want people adding her and going. And basically, telling the, telling my girlfriend what I say about her on the show because she doesn't listen properly. <laughs> I
1: just think that's. I think that's. I don't know. I think that's. I kind of find that a bit weird. I try and add her. That's all. Yeah. I just wanted to address that.
0: Oh, okay. Well, to be ha- to be fair, hands she's, off me,
1: hands off me, fucking cousin, mate. To
0: be fair, she's an attractive girl, so I think it's just sure. people like doing that anyway. You know.
1: I, uh, I I was walking around with her the other day, and uh, I was trying to find. Some clothing to buy my girlfriend, and I had I was holding one up, and I was saying, oh, "I wonder if this had. Uh, I think this is the right size." And she goes, "Oh, do you want me to do you want me to try it on because I think we're kind of the same size." Uh, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, "I don't know. I think that's a bit weird." And I was like, and "She's a bit short." Well, hang on was this well. in
0: was this in Victoria's Secrets?
1: <laughs> so I was about to get to like how weird it would be if we just ultimately went around doing that. But I was like, oh, she's a bit, I think she's a bit shorter than you anyway. I don't know if that's really going to match up. And she goes, oh, no, but just around, you know, around like the boob size. I'm like, yes, look, just sell me the fucking dress. I'm getting out of here. I'll take take the risk. I'd rather the gift go to waste because it's the wrong size than be having this conversation (laughs) for another minute.
0: Yeah. I've done that before in a shop where... I've tried to buy something uh, for an old girlfriend, uh, but she was current at the time. Obviously, I'm not buying stuff for, for ex girlfriend <coughs> still. Um,
2: but <laughs> I,
1: I, just, I, you get up one morning. Oh look, I really was a bit mean to Stacey. I should go and get her
2: some stuff
0: to say sorry. Yeah, I I forgot I I, I forgot about her nan's birthday twelve years ago. I didn't go to it, so <laughs> uh, I reckon this petticoat would still probably fit her. I'll uh, I'll just shoot this off via express post. Um, <laughs> no, now I I bought. Yeah, I bought a dress for for a girlfriend once, and it was I was overseas at the time, and it was like that. It, I was like, oh, gee, I don't, you know, I don't know what my own size is, let alone someone else's. I am not very observant with that sort of stuff, and I was buying a dress, and then she, I was like, oh, I don't know, I don't, I don't know how to like. Is there a, an all size sort of dress I can buy, or whatever? And this girl was just like, well, am I, am I the same size? And then she she started grabbing her own boobs and going, what's her breast size? Like, have a look at my breasts. Are they about the same as her breasts? Is it? And she's like. Grabbing them and squeeze, you know, basically squeezing them and going, are they this like I'm, I'm double C or whatever? Like, is that what your girlfriend is? Because that's what my size is. Here is my breast size.
1: And any girl, any guy in this situation is just thinking it's a sting. This is my girlfriend undercover. This yep. is a trap.
0: Yeah, yeah. Even though I'm in, I'm in Third Avenue in New York. Somehow, <laughs> somehow, this is a massive stitch up, and it was. Um, yeah, I don't. Th- I think I just walked out of the shop straight away. Yeah. I don't think I, I. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it.
1: That's creepy. I have had that. That's a similar thing where yeah, you you explain to a female store attendant that you're looking for something for a partner, and it gets a it gets a bit flirty.
0: Yeah, that's
1: a weird. Imagine that being. I mean, there must be couples who have that as a story. Like he came into the shop and was looking for something with his girlfriend, and then. We broke her heart
0: and now we're happily married. Yeah, yeah. Well, have, have I told that before? Have I said about, like, I had a girlfriend that I met basically from, I asked her out at the checkout counter of Coles. You oh, told like,
1: me that, but yeah, I
0: think you said it on the Yeah, I, bu- I had a girlfriend once that I met via, you know, buying groceries and, get, and getting my change at the end and going, yeah, and there's $5.45 change. So have you got flybys? Uh, no, but do you want to go to dinner tonight?
2: Uh, <laughs>
0: okay, and it was just like a line of people behind me like waiting to get served and going, can you hurry up and ask her out and so we can actually, I can buy this milk or what?
1: If you were just buying boxes of condoms and yeah. like <laughs> tubs of lube and yeah. gaffer tape. <laughs>
0: and then fish fingers as well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, I, I had,
1: that, see, that's, that's how I was... I had a thing where I had met this girl very briefly and but just became infatuated with her. Like, you know, when someone just instantly you go, Oh, what's this person about? They're great. So I'd had this like hour long conversation with her and then she'd left and I didn't get her number or anything. And then a few months later, I was single at the time, a few months later, I was sitting around just thinking about it and I remembered her saying that she worked at a supermarket, so and that she was from St Kilda. So I just got on a tram <laughs> and just went around to all the supermarkets I could think of in St Kilda, yeah. Trying to see if she was working, and then I thought, oh, I couldn't, I didn't see her at any, and I thought, oh, maybe she's at, maybe she doesn't work right near where she lives. So I just started getting closer and closer into the city, just running around <laughs> these supermarkets trying to find this
0: girl. And then having to go back and do it for the next shift.
1: We're <laughs> <laughs> also just hoping that, just going, what if this does work and I do find her? How? Yeah. How's that going to go well?
0: And you'd have to check How? like the alley next to everyone in case they're out on smoke breaks as well. You have to try <laughs> everything.
1: You just find her. <laughs> you find her in the cool room getting fingered by someone she works with.
0: Find <laughs> yeah, me with all the condoms and the fish fingers that I've. <laughs> What if that's how we met?
2: (laughs) I was fingering an
0: infatuation of yours with with condoms over a fish finger.
1: No, I met you and I was infatuated by you. And I remembered you saying that you did a podcast. So I just started (laughs) walking around Podcast City just hoping (laughs) that you were there doing one.
0: But, you know, I mean, that's, that's all in the past now. We've got partners and whatever. But, yeah, man, I was... I'm such a one for like that infatuation thing. Like uh, like that was like that girlfriend I was talking about. Like I say, I, I played it cool. Like I just walked in and, and asked her out one day while, while I was um, getting my shopping. But the, the backstory of that was I walked in maybe 60 times before that just to say hello to her or not being quite brave enough to say hello to her. And then probably five of those times was going, all right, I'm going to ask her out this time. Oh no moo and just skulking out so um, it sounds
1: like a bad american indie film
0: yeah oh man it was uh it was it you know people go shopping once a week i was going shopping every day until yeah. until like i just spaced my like you know tuesdays are oh, all i'll go and get my fruit tomorrow then wednesdays <laughs> wednesdays more of a dairy day so i'll grab that then really stretching out my my Supermarket purchases. It got to a stage where I started finding out what day she wasn't working, just through a oh. process of elimination, and going, "Okay, well, I don't need to go and get my uh, my, my frozen goods that day I'll, I'll in, on the Monday. I'll, I'll wait till Tuesday for that."
1: And it worked. You ended up going out with it. Yeah,
0: yeah. I think it was more she was just scared from seeing me every day, going, <laughs> "Okay, well, if I don't go along with his wishes, uh, something bad might happen." But um,
1: now, because you've told me this before.
0: How how old was she when this happened? Uh, she was eighteen. And how old were you? I was twenty six Earth years. Earth years. Yeah, I was a, a little bit older. Um, you
1: were her. hoping that you could bring in that clock that's in the studio <laughs> right now and speed up time for <laughs> yes. so you. Pick up
0: Ages. Well, no, I wasn't really hoping that at all, to be honest. was <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, I. What was, was she still at school when you first started going? No,
0: in? she wasn't. She wasn't, uh. unfortunately. Um, or, <laughs> no, she wasn't. She was working. She, um, she. I think, yeah. I think to be honest, she would finished about four months earlier or something like that. Oh. So, but to be fair, it's not like she had a. She still had her, you know, badge from her birthday party on saying eighteen today. You know, I, yeah. I didn't know. I hadn't carbon dated her. I didn't know how old she was. I was like hoping. To be honest, I was I was going oh yeah, she'd be like early twenties, something like that. Mm-hmm. And then when I started, when I went on a date with her, I was like oh, she's not, she's not early twenties. And then yeah. I went, I went oh, I hope this is legal what I'm doing.
1: It's a lot of people's infatuation with that kind of stuff. Like I had a good mate who had been with the same girl since I think we were in about year nine, and he was with her all through high school, and then you know, the first few years of uni, and then he ended up breaking up with her just because, you know, he'd just been with her for ages, and it was like, well, what, we're like 21. I'm not going to get married to her now, but what else you do? We've been together for like, you know, six years years by this point. So he broke up with her, and then because he'd missed out on, you know, hooking up and going crazy when you're in high school or just after high school, like in uni and stuff, he just was this 21, 22-year-old guy who just went insane and was like, yeah, dating a girl at a high school at one point and was oh. like picking her up from school and uh. stuff. And the main street near where he lived, he had picked up girls who worked in like every shop. So he like couldn't walk down the street because like every store, there'd just be a girl who he'd been with and hadn't called back. who oh. so just be, So he'd have to like go way out of his way to get, go and get anything that he needed. That. Mm. I had a guy who. He was like the opposite um, of
0: you. You're you're chasing girls around in every supermarket, and he's just getting as far away as he can. Yeah, he
1: can't. Trying of them.
0: trying to find supermarkets where he doesn't know someone.
1: <laughs> yeah, I had a mate too who who went home with a girl uh, from an after after um, meeting her at a nightclub, which you know you think you know you got a degree of safety there, and then he gets up in that they. they Go back to her parents' house, and they get up in the morning, and she goes, "Yeah." So anyway, I've got uh, I've got softball this morning, and I was like, "What? Why?" And she goes, "Oh, because you know, school sport." She's <laughs> like, uh, "Can your dad give me a lift home? <laughs>
0: <laughs> can your parent or guardian get me to my house?
1: Is <laughs> yeah. there
0: someone? Is there someone with a license in this house I can talk to?" <laughs> um,
1: what about this? This is something that. Uh, The crew that were filming the stuff here were really cool guys. They are all from London, so there's a crew of about three people that they put together to to film the stuff that we were doing here um, for the bank. And uh, they were really great guys, really lovely guys. And one of them was telling me uh, when he was at uni, they lived in a share house, and there were about seven of them in there. And they had a spare room that they all just went, well, we'll just pay a little bit extra rent. Each week, just to you know, that we can use this room for when people's parents come or whatever. One year, they all go away for Christmas, and they come back, and their landlord has just moved in a forty-year-old Puerto Rican dude, and what? not told them. <laughs> <They> step back. <laughs> There's this old Puerto Rican guy living in their house.
0: Was he on a skateboard? And- <laughs> <laughs> I think I know him.
1: And the way they discovered him was they they walk into their kitchen. And he's just there with one of his mates giving them a bowl cut in the kitchen. (laughs) (laughs) So about a few weeks after that, um, they're all sitting around and they can just hear this banging, this violent banging on the front door. And one of them goes, what in the Christ is that? So they get up and... Their front door was like glass, so you could see through what was happening on the other side. They walk in the hallway. On the other side of the door, they can see one of the housemate's girlfriends just banging on this door. And in front of the door, inside the house, the Puerto Rican guy is just standing in the hallway, just staring at her through the glass, (laughs) not opening the door. And she's just going what are you doing? Why won't you let me in? Why won't you open this door? And he's just standing there motionless with no expression on his face, just (laughs) staring at her.
0: Just with a bowl on his head, cutting his own hair.
1: (laughs) So, So this guy, one of the housemates just moves past him, walks past him and just opens the door for her and just glares at him and just gets nothing from the guy, like absolutely
0: nothing. So then... To be fair, did she have an appointment?
2: <laughs> <laughs> so then,
1: the next a few weeks later, they're all. He's saying they lived in a kind of a dodgy area, and they're walking home, and they're all a bit pissed. And these other pissed guys come up, and they end up getting in a in a in a fight. These guys are like, "Fucking, what do you want?" Like, one of them gets glassed on the back of the head. All this stuff is really bad brawl, and it was like pretty much right near their house. So they go inside, and they're all they're all battered, and like, oh fuck. And um, the Puerto Rican dude's there, and he goes, "Oh yeah, yeah. I just, I was just watching you guys out the window. I just saw, I just saw all that going on because yeah, you woke me up. <laughs> so I just I was watching because you woke me up. And they're like, so 'So you're just watching us through the window getting beaten up?'" And he goes, "Yeah." <laughs> and they go, "Did you do anything?" And he goes, "Oh, well, I tried to go back to sleep." <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, he did all he could, to be fair yeah. like,
1: but, uh, It's a wonder he didn't yeah,
0: call the, the landlord and get you guys evicted from uh, <laughs> making such a ruckus
1: Yeah, well apparently that's the landlord can just do that Move people in and out as he pleases with no notice
0: <laughs> What do he move, um, move some of those people out of that fight? He's obviously got a yeah. lot of power
1: yeah, I've done a lot of work for uh, for informing the British guys here on the crew about uh, about Maryborough. Oh yeah, I've done a lot to boost rural Victoria's tourism trade.
0: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, is that it? I think that's it. I think that's. Uh, I'm just checking the clock now, and it is the year 2550. So uh, I'm I'm looking out on into the landscape of a post-apocalyptic world here in Melbourne. There's nothing here. Uh, I'm going to have to stay in the studio after this podcast anyway. Uh, Podcast City has been completely devastated. Um, But guys, do
1: buy tickets to our (laughs) live recording of episode 1 billion that we're doing.
0: (laughs) Yes, now that is, uh, let's mention that again before we get there. Uh, Like, when you hear this, there'll be less than a week to go until the Tuesday night, Tuesday August 14, 8 o'clock at SoftBelly Bar. Um, If you haven't been there before, it's a nice little... Place we've only got room for about eighty people at the back. Um, yeah, I'll be
1: back. I'll I've been back for uh, a few days, so I'm, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. I'm, I'm excited to be to get home and to to see everyone, see and all my
0: mates. Actually, it's in a tiny little window of space between you getting back and me taking mm. off for Perth. So, um, Perth yeah. friends of the show, I am going to be doing gigs. Uh, what from August 15 until eighteen, I think. Uh, I'm going over. To Perth and doing gigs every night for four nights with a uh, big friend of the show Xavier Michael Leedy. So uh, if you want to come and see some sweet stand-up from us, uh, I'm going to bring over some uh, t-shirts uh, and some books. Uh, Funny Buggers, that book I put out through Penguin last year. Um, so look, you guys, you guys over there with your mining boom, you know, like. All, oh, your, all your your cans of coke are like forty dollars. So you know you might as well come and buy a t shirt for thirty bucks or a book for twenty bucks. <laughs> so it's like nothing to you. Um, just just even swap some iron ore for it or um, you know some gold. That that's fine. I'll I'll take either of those things. Okay. <laughs> um, Um, Alright, well that's it I think Um, Guys, uh, the live show You can find our tickets on the Facebook Or on Twitter, or probably if you just Google it I guess Um, And we've got t-shirts still for sale Again, find out about uh, that on Twitter And stuff like that Twitter and Facebook, Uh, what else is there?
1: Carl, I just want to say thank you so much for having me as a guest on your show. Yeah, um, no,
0: no worries. This was an audition for the live show, and I think you've passed Oh, okay. That. I think you can be invited on. Um, in summary, I listen to your program
1: all the time at this kind of night and at time summer night, and uh, I agree with everything you say. Immigrants shouldn't be allowed in the country. <laughs> um, women shouldn't be allowed to vote. And um, yeah, Jewish people just aren't as good as the rest of us. So yeah, no
0: worries. We'll send you out a dum dum fun pack for uh, for for ringing us up. Um, stay on the line. Uh, give us your address. Uh, keep
1: keep fighting the good fight. <laughs> <laughs> All right,
0: I think that's it for us. I think that's it. All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to uh, this. I think it's a good, but it's a rather odd episode with uh, Tommy's voice sounding um, slightly, slightly more masculine. Uh, given that um, his voice goes the other way on the other side of the world, I don't know if that means something or I just. I
1: actually that. enjoyed the process of doing this more so than I enjoy doing it normally, <laughs> in spite of having to be up
0: at three am. Oh. oh, we don't get to have pizza together afterwards now. It's a bit sad. We have, have I've pe- never done that before. Yeah, we've had pizza. Have we? Pizza's a thing. Okay. Yeah. Remember pizza? Yeah. All right. Safe. That's Stay it. Safe walking out the studio. No more talking. All right. I'll see you in a week, Daslo. Okay. Uh, right. Thanks, everyone, for listening, and we'll see you next week. See you, see mate. So oh, we stuffed that up. <laughs> <laughs>